Hi, and welcome to the Sheep Show podcast dedicated to all things ovine. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. This is your podcast to learn more, know more and achieve more when it comes to shepherding. Come with me as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. So in this episode of the Sheep Show podcast, we're going to talk about weird and wonderful things. Weird and wonderful things that I have seen on my sheep farm and weird and wonderful things that you've shared with me as well. And I'm really interested in knowing more because this is a great way to learn when we actually start to share all the weird and wonderful things that, that have happened. Now, we're particularly talking here about some of the defects that can actually happen on our sheep farm, particularly around lambing, but it actually can be in any state. So we're going to talk about other weird and wonderful things as well, not just the lambing defects. And I'm interested in what are they? uh, What causes them? How do we spot them and watch out for them? And is there anything we can do about them? And and indeed, is this this some action that we might need to, to take? And then I'm interested in hearing more about yours as well, so that, hey, I can learn too. Imagine starting a podcast and wanting to learn things. That's exactly why I do it. So let's look at some of these, I suppose, physical malformations or defects that actually occur. And statistically, we're talking about one in 500, one in 500 births, if we're just looking at defects at birth. Uh, Some of these can be classified as congenital. Now, congenital means that it's something, a defect that's happened in the uterus uh, and then at birth it presents. And these can be things that might have been heritable or non-heritable. So it it can be as a result of uh, different, for example, injuries that have might have happened that that fetus, or it can be an infection. The 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 mother in particular that the dam might be carrying, or it can be different sort of toxins and plants. Sometimes it can actually even be, you know, pr- presentations or malpresentation in the in the uterus as well. And the the reason why I decided I would do a podcast on weird and wonderful. Uh, things is because of a weird and wonderful thing that we noticed uh, just a couple of weeks ago on our farm. I'd actually noticed it early on, but I didn't quite work out what it was. So I had uh, a set, I think it was a set of triplets born, and I identified one of the triplets as a female at birth. So you check it underneath and you think, oh yeah, it's a female. Then when I was marking that lamb, I marked it as a boy, as a ram. It was displaying quite male masculine behavior and it was showing horns. Uh, And I noticed that there was something sort of quite strange just underneath its tail. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that. And then uh, more, more recently, we inspected it a bit more. And lo and behold, it was an intersex lamb. So it was a lamb that has both sexes. So it has no pizzle. Uh, It uh, had everything just like a female lamb, only it had a penis, a pizzle, effectively 
just under its tail and just above its vulva. Um, and when you pushed it, the pizzle came out. Very, very strange. Now, the issue with this particular type of, of lamb is that, well, it's not male or female, and it's quite a nuisance to manage because it's going to behave like a ram. And in fact, you could even see it in the yards. It was behaving quite erratically uh, and just not settling at all. It didn't, it didn't like sort of being in the yard. It didn't like being confined. And a lot of my sheep just come into the yards and just sit down and relax. And they think, oh, well, cool, whatever. Whatever's going to happen, happens. So they're very, very relaxed. This one wasn't. And uh, chatted to Jason about it. And uh, he said, get rid of it um, because even the meat has a taint to it as well. So we had to dispose of that particular animal. But really strange and really weird. When you investigate it, though, it does happen. It does happen. So that was a really interesting thing that happened quite uh, quite recently. A couple of years ago, I had one born without an anus. So when we um, were watching this particular lamb, it looked absolutely normal. And within about three or four days, we could see that its mother was sort of rejecting it, thinking, what's going on there? And then we noticed that the lamb was just experiencing some discomfort. And then we investigated it. Yeah, no uh, no anus. And we tried to do a little operation, which didn't work. So, and some people have had success, but often it's it's not something that, uh, that the lamb survives. So... Again, something to just watch out for. And it's interesting to sort of see how do we spot these things? Well, it's just with our own eyes, with observation, which, with knowing what, what, what's sort of your, what's your sort of sheep spidey senses telling you? Are they telling you that hmm, this is something I need to watch out for? This is something that I need to be aware of. And it's just not quite right. Um, so the, the NQ, um, the NQR, the not quite right rule uh, as well. I had another one born a couple of years ago again, and it had this, um, like a, a scar on its, on its spine, on its back. So it's almost the, the wool hadn't formed over a section, probably about the length of your thumb along its back. And it's quite big for a little lamb. And we thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on there. And then over the course of about a week, it started to lose power of its legs, um, it, uh, where it was actually dragging its legs on the, the ground. Of course, couldn't stand to drink. And it had been born with a, a tumor or an abscess on its back, like a spinal abscess. And of course, we had to euthanize that particular, uh, that particular lamb. So again, uh, often the you or the lamb will tell you, and you just need to investigate and watch and, and just identify what um, what might be going on uh, as well. A few other things I've had uh, I, last year, I had, and it's quite funny because I call this particular lamb scrawn, but I had a set of twins born late. So this would have been Probably the, the you would have been in our third cycle when she gave birth to, to these twins. And one of them grew absolutely fine. The other one was just stunted. It was like I had this mini sheep. And even 
what, 16, 17 months later, it hasn't grown. So I'm hoping to, uh, and it's a female, but it will be a female that will definitely not be bred from. So that one will be going into the meat market whenever it decides to grow, if it does grow. So I call that a really woody sheep or my little mini sheep, or affectionately, she's known as scrawn. And she stands out. She looks ugly. She looks sort of you know, ill-thrifty. She's always dirty. I don't know what she gets up to out in the paddock, but she, oh, you can always spot her a a mile off and and you just think, where did you come from? Uh, And again, you know, it could have been something that happened in in birth and uh, or in the congenitally or it could just be something about the the mother and that particular cycle that she was on as well. Um, again, this year, um, looking at our, our animals and spotted a bulge in someone's stomach. And lo and behold, it's hernia. So sheep get hernias too. Uh, and again, not uncommon to sort of see this. So again, you might be looking at your sheep from a side profile and you see this little bulge. And so again, sometimes they're born with it. Sometimes they'll develop it through maybe an injury in the paddock. And unfortunately, it's probably lights out for that lamb at some stage. So either that they will die naturally or if they can make it to the meat market. This was a female as well, of course. So uh, again, identified her as, as one that needs to go uh, not to, to be bred from. I had another one with some swollen knees. Um, swollen knees and this was you know we're talking you know four or five month old lambs here bacterial infection so watching for perhaps any limbs that are swollen that um that might be just suspect i suppose and and being aware of those too um i have a, a story that i'll be telling you and sharing with you about how it actually goes when we come close to joining but this year i had a ram vasectomy so this was a 16, 17 old uh, ram, month old ram, um, absolutely fine ram, but I wanted to vasectomy one and have one perhaps for the next, I don't know, hopefully he'll hang around for the next six to eight years and, um, and tease my ewes. But the vet came along and uh, I showed him the ram and he said, oh, how, how, what weight would he be? I said, oh, maybe 80, 90 kilos. So the vet measured at a dose that was 80, 90 kilos, gave it to the ram and the ram just kept walking. <laughs> he was in the yards, but he just kept walking around. And the vet was saying, oh, any minute now, he'll uh, he'll sit down, he'll, you know, relax, and he'll get a bit sleepy. Nope. Uh, vet administers another dose. Same thing. Ten minutes later, sits down. Nope. No sitting down. No sleepiness. And uh, we started to sort of think, what is going on? And then the vet said, oh, I'll give him something else. This will do it. This will knock anything out. Gave him that nothing again <laughs> so here we were thinking it's like 20 minutes into this vasectomy and we haven't even got the animal put to sleep um and I said listen he's probably pretty quiet anyway so we, we just held him down um he probably was getting a bit sleepy but the vet just could not believe how vigorous this particular lamb was I think it's got something to do with the muscle in the uh, the animal uh, and how that sort of obviously absorbs or deals with the anesthetic. We gave him a local anesthetic. He was really good. And, uh, and even afterwards, he didn't, he didn't sort of show any signs of anesthetic uh, at all. He was just his normal little self. And <laughs> it's just very, very interesting to notice and just to sort of say the vet never seen anything like it, uh, at all. Uh, so really interesting. 
I'm sure you've all had or even heard of cast sheep and this is something really interesting too and we've had um, cast you I think it was last year we had a cast you where you just go and find her and she's just sort of lying there legs in the air and you just think oh you've just got stuck haven't you on your back and it's an awful thing to find and um, obviously our our paddocks are quite hilly and, and in some areas very undulating and we've got lots of little you know mounds and things like that that have just been formed naturally and, and she just got stuck so that's something to to watch out for I have seen one of my ewes tuck their legs under their belly and just jump across a five-foot fence. I could not believe it. Um, and she just gracefully, as anything, jumped across the fence. So sheep uh, are quite dexterous when they put their mind to it. Um, so uh, again, you know, you just never would believe it at all. A few other things that have um, come up, uh, con- particularly congenital abnormalities that might be um, just things to look out for. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to miss some of these, but here is what they are. I haven't had these ones myself, but I'm interested if you had. Two heads, no head, no eyes, a cyclops lamb, so a very large single eye, undershot lower jaw or cleft palate. Seemingly cleft palate is actually very, very common. It's one of the more common congenital defects that you, you can actually have. Um, a lamb born with four ears, a misplaced ear, a twisted face, uh, and a, a sack on the top of the head. So like a, I suppose that's a sack of, of fluid on the top of the head. So those are all congenital abnormalities that have been documented in, uh, in a piece of research uh, about lambs. Um, even things like Siamese twins, uh, have been actually documented uh, as well. Then with the spinal column, uh, so things like um, no no neck, uh, twisted spine, curved spine, fused spinal columns, um, a protrusion of the of the spinal cord. So these things, uh, misplaced tails. Uh, all these things have been actually documented as well. Even with limbs. So things like additional legs, uh, short legs that are shorter than others, some legs that are longer than others, or just all legs longer than others, hock joints missing, missing hooves, um, twisted hooves, even three hooves, you know, different things. Then with the internal, and obviously these are very hard to identify, but you can have a lamb that's blue, and often this is associated with a hole in the heart. You can have missing kidneys. You can have the blind anus that I mentioned to you. So that's the technical term, blind anus, or an imperfornate anus. Um, You could have the hair lip or no tongue. Uh, as well, the intersex animal that I mentioned, as well, in a, from a genetic, a genetical uh, system point of view, the hernias that I mentioned, as well, you can actually have a hernia. This was the one I saw was a hernia in the uh, the chest cavity, but you can have a hernia in the scrotum, uh, and you can have have a hernia between the tail and the anus as well, a perineal hernia. Um, you can have coat defects as well. So um, very hairy or even dog-like 
uh, in their hairy uh, in hairiness as well. Some breeds actually have um, spe specific uh, syndromes. You might have heard of spider syndrome, and this happens particularly. It's not so much now, but it, it, it has something really concerning spider syndrome and this is where particularly in Suffolk's and Hampshire Down breeds the animal is born with very sort of spidery like legs so basically the legs aren't sort of straight but they're sort of sticking out the way like a spider would walk and this is um something that uh has uh there's a there's a, a genetic test or markers for that particular um, spider syndrome. We actually don't see it, particularly in Australia, we don't see it very much, but it's still something to be aware of. And of course, definitely something you need to, to watch for and, and identify, uh, identify for as well. So lots of weird and, and wonderful things. I had a friend of mine um, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, Naomi, also tell me about um, one of her sheep recently. And this was a sheep that we'd, we'd actually been looking at last year, Naomi and I, and the sheep had a strange odor coming from it. And we didn't quite know what it was. And um, she was a good producer for Naomi. She's doing really, really, really well. But Naomi had this animal um, euthanized recently and investigated. And what Naomi found was that inside the nose of this particular animal, there was a very large tumor. Uh, and that tumor was causing uh, cancerous, we think. Um, and she also had tumors in her livers and in her lungs, but the really big, and she showed me, no one showed me a picture of this tumor, about the size of her hand. And it's a huge tumor in her nasal cavity. And what I only noticed was that her nose actually started to sort of swell up. Um, so she'd get cancer. Um, you know, you might have heard of other animals getting skin cancer and things like that, or a sunburn, and particularly in different pink areas. Um, so yeah, all things animals get arthritis as well. So sheep get arthritis, and particularly short tails. There's research around the length of tails and how they can be associated with arthritis, and uh, and your sheep getting arthritis. So. There you go. There you have it. What to um, what to look for? Well, just keep looking, really. Keep looking. Anything that seems strange, changes in behavior, anything that um, you think, oh, that's interesting, just stop, investigate more, maybe even take some photos and, and send them to some people that you know or, or you know, put them on social media and see what people actually say. Um, what causes it? Well, it can be heritable so some of these things are definitely a, a, a heritable thing and and again it, it just is just one of these things that that happens sometimes it can actually be because of injury so some sort of injury that happens in that early fetal development so um you know, there's often nothing we can actually do about it. It's just about being aware of it. I personally feel I've had my fair share. So I think hopefully, I mean, it's, the beautiful thing is it's opportunities to learn. So when you do have these sorts of things happen and you do investigate it, then for me, it's just, ah, okay, let me check that out. Let me see where that might be coming from. Is it something I've done? Is it something I need to be aware of in my breeding? Is it something I need to be thinking of in terms of culling decisions? 
you know, is it, is it something that's going to reproduce itself or is it just those one of those weird and wonderful anomalies that just happens and the larger your flock gets, the more likely you're going to, to see it and the more likely you're going to identify it as well. Of course, imagine for all the things I've experienced, how many other situations have occurred that you don't even notice. Perhaps that animal is preyed on by a predator and you never even investigate it or that that you abort and again you don't know why it's just something happening within that particular um, animal so sometimes we just we don't even spot them we don't even see them we don't get a chance to sort of investigate it um, at all you know I, I had a, a you this year that that had two stillborn a lamb that she was a late lammer and um you know she, she I've called her now since and she had a little touch of fly strike on her so I'm not I'm not, I'm not surprised with her but again you just think I wonder could I have done something differently is there some different thing in my management that I should have been aware of or I could have done differently could I have given that particular you some I don't know VIP treatment or whatever it might be or is it just one of those things one of those things that actually um that actually happens even the intersex lamb you know some of the research says that this is this is um experienced uh, quite a lot um and particularly uh to uh, to a lot of males or um I was actually doing some research on this and it seems that Funny enough, male lambs are the ones that most of these things happen to. So um, dystocia is more likely to happen. So difficulty birthing is more likely to happen with, with males. Um, and uh, a lot of these sort of congenital defects are more likely to happen with males. So really interesting to sort of think about that. Um, even though in my experience, a lot of them have been um, females or at least um, a, the, a few of them. Actually, the um, the blind anus was a male. The back abscess was a male. <laughs> the woody sheep, as I mentioned, scrawn. Scrawn's a female. The jumping fence, the hernia, they were all females. Swollen knees was a male. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm interested. So I have a call to you, a call to action. I would love to start a little feed where we can share some of the defects, some of the defects that you've noticed and we can start to sort of have our own little research project going on. You know, is the is this something that you've seen in the US, for example? Are there things that, oh, you know, we see more frequently in Australia or what about in the UK and Ireland and, and Europe? Are you seeing particular defects? Um, are they happening a lot? So that we can sort of do our own little mini research project. So what I will do is I will, once this podcast goes live, I will post a little a clip of it in my Holston Valley Farm Facebook feed. So if you haven't checked out our Holston Valley Farm Facebook page, please do so. And from there, um, I'll, I'll ask the question on that little um, Facebook feed for you to share your congenital defects or your weird wonderfuls that you've noticed in your flock and let's see if you've had as many as me. Let's see who can win the Weird and Wonderful competition. <laughs> who can actually get there? 
And, and from that, of course, this can hopefully start a conversation across the world, potentially, about these things that happen. And again, it's not about perhaps judging. It's not about judging each other. It's just about sharing. These things happen. Sometimes it's just a natural, weird and wonderful occurrence. So there's no blame here at all, no judgment, judgment-free zone. Can we use this to learn? Can we use this to share experiences? Can we use this to even identify instances and actually see just how common these things actually are? Do we see our blind anuses quite a quite a lot? Do we see, I mean, even something else I've noticed and um, we'll, we'll perhaps chat about this on one of the other podcasts is, uh, and I know it's very, very topical at the moment over here, joining you lambs. So joining lambs who are seven, eight months old. So putting them in lamb. Now I've had a sort of a mistake where one of my ewe lambs was joined in a trailer by a ram and she produced a, a lamb, which I weathered, but she didn't make it. She, she weaned that lamb, fed that lamb, but she was, uh, she was a really good quality you, but she, she was so susceptible after producing that lamb and feeding that lamb when she did feed him, but she was, her, her immunity was compromised. Now that was definitely something that I, I need to take responsibility for. So I need, I needed to manage her completely different. I didn't know she was really pregnant until perhaps I, you know, the, the, and this is a ewe lamb. So sometimes it's quite hard to know about a month or so, maybe only two or three weeks before she gave birth. So all of that was fine and she, she gave birth fine, but it was what I did afterwards. I needed to really, particularly when that lamb was older, she was great. She was a great mom and I'm so sorry to see her go. But in that instance, I need to do something differently. And that's maybe something we can learn to, can we take take some responsibility in some instances or just be aware in others so that it's, again, not a blame game, but just something we can uh, learn from each other. So please head to the Holston Valley Farm Facebook page, pop on your best weird and wonderful, and let's see if we can get a little trail going all from all around the world. Hopefully you're on Facebook and uh, and you'll be able to to um, to to put that on. And if you're not on Facebook, please feel free to email me directly, Jill at Holston H A W L S T O N valleyfarm.com.au and I'll post it for you on the Facebook page. So always interested in grabbing and cataloging any weird and wonderful instances that we've had in sheep farming. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Sheep Show podcast with Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm. Please take a moment to share this episode via your podcast app, email, or via social media channels. Each share helps us reach listeners just like you who can benefit from our content. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, sheep well.